I'm Angela Ross, and this is SoCal Voices. Are you ready to transition from employee to entrepreneur? There are many matters to consider before you take that leap. My guest today is going to walk us through what you need to know before you make that move. He's an entrepreneur coach who believes entrepreneurship can be a vehicle to social change and number one Amazon bestselling author of the book, Say Yes, Going from Employee to Entrepreneur in Five Steps. Bert Wright, welcome to SoCal Voices. Thank you, Angela. Glad to be here. Let's start with your journey to entrepreneurship. How did that begin? I guess I was just blessed to be born into a family of entrepreneurs. Uh, My father was an entrepreneur my entire life, as far as I can remember. (laughs) He had owned a construction business. And then at one point, he was a real estate appraiser and inspector. My mom had ran her own daycare for for many years before we left uh, the city of L.A., so I remember my dad always saying from the from the beginning when I was as young as I can remember that one of the ways to kind of better control your future is to work for yourself and to run to run your own business. So that's kind of where I started, and I've kind of always had that drive at some point to become my own boss and become my own entrepreneur at some point. Mm-hmm. What kind of businesses did you start initially? Uh, I tried everything <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> I tried everything in the beginning. You know, whether it was trying to. Package and mail at that time, drop shipping to try to dip in my hand into direct selling industries to um, looking at real estate investing. And ultimately, I landed, realized I had a, had a sweet spot in the space of financial planning and financial services. Um, it was a space that, that kind of catered to parts of my life. One is I love to help people, I love to serve people. And why not get paid well for that at the same time? You know, my previous background, I used to be a school teacher. I'm professionally trained as a school teacher. So this idea of always want to make a difference in my community, make a difference in the lives I touch has always been part of my heart and what I've done. Once again, leading back to my father, my father, and even, even while he was running his businesses and growing his business, he was a neighborhood watch captain on our block in LA, right? So he's big about trying to take care of the community, protect the community. So I've always had these role models of entrepreneurship, and community care could happen at the same time. And so that uh, kind of where I landed and been there for now, now for about 10 years now. Awesome. Awesome. So thinking about your dad then and some of the qualities that he had and, and what you know now that uh, an entrepreneur needs to be successful, what are those? My dad worked a lot. That's what I remember the most. You know, he, he, he says his greatest joy was working. And, and I think part of it is... A generational perspective. You know, he came from a time where you just men just provided for their families and did whatever what is necessary. So in that, you know, when he I would it was not uncommon to see him you know, working in the daytime, you know, maybe he'll attend one of my brother and I's sports, you know, activities. And then I was seeing work work all night, you know, maybe he's doing some administrative stuff or, you know, strategizing other plans to grow his business as well. So I kind of took on the same thing. I, I knew the value of knowing how to work hard. I knew the value of how to create money out of thin air. Um, because part of entrepreneurship is learning how to almost become like this alchemist, right? You're taking something, taking nothing and creating something, right? And I think that's one of the big things I learned from him is that if you don't have an idea, that's where it starts. How something you won't ever ne- won't know fully, but through the process, you'll figure out what the how it is. Mm-hmm, test mm-hmm. and try. So 
Talk a little bit then about why to pursue entrepreneurship. What are some of the major advantages that entrepreneurs have over employees? Well, I, I would counter that counter that statement, Angela, before we answer the question in more detail. What I would ask your listeners to question, ask themselves first is why do they want to become an entrepreneur? And I'm very aware that in this current time of very what I call social media entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. you know, where you only see the highlight reel of entrepreneurship, there's another side to the equation that's really intense. It's not glamorous. It is not always fun. And more often than not, depending on where you are in your career path, your professional path, you may even take a significant pay cut in, in that process there too. So I offer this to your, to your, your listeners, two things to consider. Maybe they're better being an entrepreneur, I-N, you know, within their company and grow that way before they consider entrepreneur, E-N, going forth, right? Because there are some pros and cons on either side. Obviously, if you're an entrepreneur within a company, you have a very innovative perspective on how a company can grow. You take full ownership on what you do in your role. And there are some protections you may have in place. When you go from that to entrepreneurship, you are pretty much jumping off the cliff without the parachute. (laughs) (laughs) You are on your own. You're on your own. You're alone. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's some of the the stuff you have to, some of the things you have to think about. Common obstacles. Let's let's get to that. You know, you hear people say, oh, you know, I want to go into business for myself. I'm I'm tired of, you know, working for the man, you know, they Uh say things like that. And then they go, oh, they've discovered, you know, this roadblock and that roadblock. Talk about some of those. What are some of the common things that people bump into right. uh, as they get the reality dose of entrepreneurship? Well, it's two things. One is qualitative and one's quantitative. So the qualitative aspect really is the mindset of becoming an entrepreneur, uh, especially if they're leaving their job. You know, if they've been employed for many years or for decades, where oftentimes they were told when they had to go to work, when they could use the restrooms, when they need to clock out, you know. The, they would leave before the job is done because obviously the clock says you need to be off at this particular time. They're used to having a regular paycheck or regular benefits as well. So that mental shift really needs to kind of be delved into a little bit more from that standpoint, from a qualitative standpoint. From a quantitative standpoint, part of it is, can you afford to make this leap? A couple things you want to consider. One is, how is your debt-to-income ratio or your expenses-to-income ratio right? You know, are you... If you're, somebody asked me the other day, I said, if you're currently struggling right now to pay your bills with a paycheck, it would only get worse when you lose the paycheck. Um, so on a quantitative side, I would tell somebody to consider a few things. One is, have you reduced, paid off your debt? Have you put an emergency fund set aside? Do you know how to really make money within your current business? How long can you go in your business without a single dollar being created? before your lifestyle gets significantly impacted, right? And back again to the qualitative part, right? If you had a job and you're used to getting, you know, like Ozzy, you know, as a man, I get my beard trim, or for some time, the ladies, it may be that retail therapy, or it may be the nails and hair done. Those things are going to have to go away from a quantitative standpoint to be able to afford this new shift for what it is. And back to the qualitative aspect, Always assume it will take twice as long to be as successful as you think it will going forward. So those are some things I would say as far as obstacles, 
mindsets because the biggest obstacle is going to be cash flow. That's the, obviously the main thing, right? Cash, cash is king, and that's what drives everything. So if we're not prepared for the cash flow as it ebbs and flow in one's business, it's harder to navigate the entrepreneurial journey. Hmm. Very good advice. Very good information. So it sounds like there are some things that you really have to just stop and say, okay, what's really my situation? What is the reality? And and people need to ask themselves if they're really willing to make the sacrifices uh, that are needed. Because even if you have your resources, you've got your emergency fund, you've got your your bills are paid and all, there's still some stuff that could go in a way that you didn't expect. And you've got to be able to ride that out. So when is it not the time to make the move? I mean, you know, we've addressed it a little bit, but what are some more obvious things where it's like, look, you really are not ready to do this? I would say when it's purely an emotional decision, it's probably not the great time to leave your job. Now, I get it. You know, we have time. We get burnt out. I always have this phrase, we want to combine faith and facts when it, when it comes to leaving your job or we want to go from employee to entrepreneur. Oftentimes, we get a whim of the next big thing or we have a very successful month. You know, oftentimes, people, entrepreneurs are working, doing their business part-time on the side. You know, I call it the 5 to 9 crew, right? 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. crew. Or the weekend warriors, right? They're doing it after they get off work. They're doing it on weekends. They're burning candles at both ends. And they have a really great month. And maybe even a great month out of the park. You know, fresh out the gate, they have a succession of months that are do very well. It can create a false, it can create a sense of false sense of security or confidence that it will always be like this. And is at that point you need to ask yourself, how have you planned for the worst case scenario? For whatever that looks like, you know, could it be what happens if your business reduces about 25%, 50%, or it goes completely go away? So I would say for people who are saying, hey, is this ever a bad time to become an entrepreneur? I don't know if there's ever a good time. I don't know if there's ever a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on what's best for your particular situation and how you want to, how do you want you want to live your life and go. And second, here's another thing to consider. If you feel like for those for your listeners who have spousal, have a spouse or, or, you know, significant others that are dependent on them. That's also part of the conversation, right? If the spouse is not necessarily supportive, if it's going to be a true detriment to the kids or significant others, and you have not planned for that, that also could be a bad time to leave your, your particular place of, of work, become a full-time entrepreneur, because now everybody has to be part of that, that decision in many ways right there. So that's what I would say for us to answer your question there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. So for the folks who say, okay, I've got my ducks in a row, uh, the money, the savings is there, the debt's handled. I think I'm ready to go for it. They go for it. How long do they give it before they go, okay, where they can make that decision and say, this is really the the trajectory I'm supposed to be on. This is fabulous. How long do they go before they go, hmm, maybe I need to redirect or stop. Again, is that more of an individual? It depends on the circumstances or is there kind of like a standard in, in entrepreneurship for how long you should go before you, you, you end it? Well, one thing I can tell you for a fact is entrepreneurship is never standard. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is never the status quo. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship inherently is risk-taking and risky. And so everybody's journey can be very different, whether, whether you are a solopreneur, you know, just putting your shingle outside your house and starting your business, 
whether you own a franchise operations or whether you, you know, you, you grow your business to a much larger enterprise level. One thing I would share with, with, the, with, with your audience is, as I mentioned, my book is understanding the value of how, you, how fast you turn over a dollar within your business. So if it takes you 15 days to create a dollar, 30 days, 45 days, 90 days to create a dollar in your, in your business, that gives you some guidelines to know how much can you create to sustain yourself going forward. So let me give you an example. If the average cost, for, if the average revenue generated for a particular sale generates three grand per, per revenue or per, per sale, and it takes 45 days, well, do you know you have a 45-day lead time to create cash flow into your business. Why is that important? If you only have 45 days worth of savings in your bank account, <laughs> and it takes 48 days to generate revenue into your business, you have gone effectively gone broke, and you've, run, you've effectively run out of business in many ways. Right? There's a, there's a term we you know use in business called your, your your burn rate, or your you know how fast you burn through cash each month. That's basically where your expenses exceed your income until. Your income decides to exceed your expenses at some point, right? So, so to that, it's it's hard to say. You know, entrepreneurship is all entrepreneurs are always pivoting based on what they what they see happening in the marketplace, probably what's happening within their business. Sometimes it could be a large pivot, sometimes it could be it could be a minor pivot, depending on what's what's going on with a particular business. So I would just say you're always testing, trying, shifting everything as an entrepreneur to make it be the best version for yourself. And then at some point you have to ask yourself. Is the overall macroeconomics shifted? Your question, like, what do you know when it's time to move? I think if there is a larger macro impact or influence, you know, a couple of years ago, we had this little, little flu bug that can't affect all of us, right? It just doesn't matter flu bug. The, those are times to consider how does this going to impact your business and did you plan for that? I think the best thing an entrepreneur can do is to always have a rainy day scenario. But, but always hope for the best. And I think entrepreneurs that have this grounded reality, but also exuberant, exuberant faith and optimism, like this dance between both, allows them to be the most successful, given whatever, whatever, whatever's happening in the world a lot of times. We'll be back right after this. Thisisfunner.com has tons of shows for you, like Converse Eat With Us, with Evelyn Rivez and Chris Donovan, reviewing food and talking smack to each other. I tasted the love the most. No, that was probably butter. I put a lot of Oh, yeah. Well your, well, your love tastes like lard. It's okay. They're married. Thisisfunner.com has Aiden's Arcade Academy with the boy Aiden. I rate this game... Nine out of ten blue shells, because blue shells hurt my butt. This is Funner.com, when all you can funner is funner. Here's more of my conversation with Bert Wright. I want to go back a little bit to, you know, good time, bad time to, to start, because uh, one person's good time might be another person's bad time to start, okay? But talk a little bit about the things that are going on in the larger society that indicate that for some people, now might be a good time. Why is now for some folks a good time to consider uh, becoming an entrepreneur? That's a fascinating question to have. You know, one thing I also kind of wrestle with and ask myself, because I, th- I think because I've had quite, quite a few friends been asking me recently, but Bert, is this a good time to become an entrepreneur? You know, we know that the marketplace is shifting um, in many ways. We know the economy is shifting, consumer behavior is shifting. At the time of this recording, you know, inflation has reached the highest level it has been in over 30 years. 
Um, and through all those different things, you're going to ask yourself, is this a good time to start a business? First, I would say, once again, it's an individual decision for what it is. But if you can get past that point and ask yourself, where are the opportunities that are not being met in this current economic space, right? So what things has we've seen take place? I think we've seen it many times. You know, At times of recording, we see DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub just go to the roof because people are staying home more often, right? You know, We see streaming services become so much more prevalent now because obviously people are staying home in many ways, right? We see, you know, t- to your point, hybrid work environments and things, right? I work from home, so I'm seeing more work from home furniture commercials now, right? Because obviously, you're, you're now your home is now your office space, right? Or maybe you're seeing things regarding how do you improve more um, childcare services? Because for, for some of individuals who have kids at home who now work, and their parents now work from home, how can their parents get a, get a reprieve from their kids, right? <laughs> yeah, I've heard a few stories like that. <laughs> so, so, so I think to your point, you know, when you see times like this, can you see an opportunity and not an obstacle for this time? So I've, and, and history has bared, has, has bared this out, that many of the businesses we see now that are successful started in probably, probably in one of the lowest economic times of U.S. history. And so whatever happens in the next 12 to 18 months, or even currently now, there are going to people who are going to, who are, are going to take start a business now that are going to get to ride the wave for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years if they take advantage of it now and are willing to pivot based on what's happening in the macroeconomic world. Yeah. Wow. Interesting stuff. So, you know, we joked a little bit earlier about you are by yourself. You are in this alone if you go the, the entrepreneur route. But in all seriousness, there are places where support is available. And I'd like for you to share a little bit about what you know uh, entrepreneurs typically need in the way of support and where they can find it. Man, that, that, that is such a unspoken concept in entrepreneurship. We don't often think about the mental health, self-care aspect of becoming an entrepreneur, especially when you work for yourself or you're a solopreneur and type of things, or even if you have a team, um, if, you, if you're a team of one or a team of five or a team of 20, ultimately, if you're the CEO, the boss, the person who writes the check, the book stops with you. And, and there aren't many, sometimes there aren't a lot of spaces to go to kind of share your journey in many ways, right? So I would say one is looking at your local community as where are the other entrepreneurs hanging out at? Maybe it's a, you use platforms like Meetup or you find other chamber meetings and different things that allow you space to talk to entrepreneurs here. You can just have a safe space just to share for that. If you have a very supportive family or a friend or a spouse or something like that or a colleague, that's another place you can look, look to to have a space to just share your journey. Because here's a, here, here is the dance with that, right? You want to have somebody you can, you can share your trials and tribulations, but who's not going to be discouraging in that conversation. I think it's very important to point that out. Because I think if they're not properly prepped nor equipped to receive your information, they can discourage you from your business. All you want is just a place just to share with no judgment and no repercussions. The other part is, is you know, if it's affordable and it makes sense, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of therapy. You know, I think therapy makes sense. You know, if you need to get a mental health professional to talk to, to kind of just share that journey, and ideally, somebody who understands the life of an entrepreneur, i.e., somebody who's in private practice, right? Uh, because at, 
they can just be that space to be a landing space to share your thoughts in that. And they might be able to give you some, some perspective on feedback on that in many ways. So some of the things I would share about that, the mental health, self-care, well-being, you know, it's important we take care of our, our physical bodies well. We're mindful of our movement, exercising. We're mindful of our dietary needs and our nutrition because obviously being an entrepreneur requires a great deal of energy and output. Um, and be one to, to carve out time for stillness, like literally just sit, just to be still and just think about, think about, just think <laughs> for what that is, right? Entrepreneurs are great at being busy, being busy, staying busy. And that's so, can be detrimental for entrepreneurs, for themselves personally. And if they have loved ones, then their loved ones suffer as a result of that too. Yeah, that's really important. I'm so glad that you that you said that. That's excellent uh, advice because I think a lot of people get caught up in, I've got to do it. They're really driven and they're just pushing, 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 pushing. And they don't take that time in that space to say, wait a minute, how am I doing? Like do that check-in, right? Am I okay? Am I really okay? Is my perspective good because I've just been grinding so hard? Am I really seeing things the way they are? And, you know, plainly English, I need a break, right? I just need a freaking break, people. So yeah, that's that's really, and, really and good. And I should share something real quick about that. Yeah, sure, um, sure. You know, entrepreneurs, I think, should always be in a state of, state of constant education, not just on their business and industry, but even just life in general, right? And so there's a phrase we hear oftentimes, part of the value of taking time to just be still and just think and check in is to give you space to not just be in your business, but think about work on your business and see the greater vision for your business, right? Oftentimes, entrepreneurs are head down, focus on the grind, different things, right? And so I, I have this phrase, I, I created this acronym, I call grind, G-R-I-N-D. And I said grind, oftentimes, this probably impacts a lot of entrepreneurs. I said grind stands for getting results intensely in parentheses, until near death. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so... <laughs> that's great. Why that's, that's important? Because when you think about the, the, the phrase from the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, that book, I think it's a phenomenal book. He talks about the importance of making sure you're focusing on your business as much as you are in your business. And there are time for you to be the technician and time for you to be the CEO owner of your business, whether it's a, a one-person operation or a five-person operation or, or larger than that, right? So stillness allows you to have that space and bandwidth to see how can you have greater vision, strategy, thoughts for your for your business there too. But yeah, yeah, that that it's and it's okay to do that. You know, I think some people get worried that the stillness means that they are being lazy or they're not productive or whatever. And no, sometimes your best strategies could come from just taking that regular interval of I'm just going to sit quiet. And whatever it is that you do, run, sit, whatever, but just mentally you are giving yourself that space to think about things. That that is that is really critical. Really critical. So you have your book. I wonder if there are any other special projects that you're working on, maybe some new training that you're doing for folks or another book or some appearances, webinars. What are you up to, Bert? Where can people find you? Well, thank, thank you, as always, thank you, Angela, for that moment. As always, the book is available on Amazon. I think I was searched Burt Wright. We mentioned the name of the book previously at the introduction. And I'm at a space where I want to 
uh, I'm coaching for, for individuals that are open to have an entrepreneur coach who's been in their shoes, who understand um, those connections. They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm very active on that space. I think LinkedIn is a phenomenal space for the professionals, for the entrepreneurs who are looking to network with individuals of a, a different mindset and a forward moving mindset. So if your audience wants to connect with me, that's a great place. I do provide some coaching aspects. You can find time on my calendar, but we can go from there. I love entrepreneurship. I do truly do believe it is a vehicle for social change. And it provides a platform for people to kind of become the best versions of themselves. They're really going to be stretched in ways that they can't even imagine. They're going to be, they're going to be torn down and built up in the same 30 seconds. <laughs> and... and that 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 process of how do you create something out of nothing is, I think, a phenomenal muscle, you know. And so I'm a, I'm a man of faith, and I, and I and I believe we've been given dominion over many things, and in that we have the capacity to create at will as we were made in His image, right? So if we have that same perspective, I believe entrepreneurship is a vehicle that allows us to exhibit and show that capacity to have dominion over our lives and manifest things out of nothing. So that's what I love about that space. Not that's leadership. beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. Before I let you go, I want you to, to give my listeners three things that they should do right now if they are considering transitioning from either employee to entrepreneur or just somebody who may already be in business, but is just they think they have another idea and they want to get into this thing. What are the top three things they should do right now? Def easy. So first, I would say check your mindset. Ask yourself, why is this important? Whether you're currently already an entrepreneur or whether you're an employee considering Second, I would say audit your lifestyle and your finances. And then three, I would say compare the faith and facts. Awesome. That is great. Bert Wright, thank you so much uh, for joining today. Really a pleasure to talk to you. Very sage advice. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Glad to be here. I'm Angela Ross. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at SoCal Voices.